Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. So uh, Hugh called us, Hugh in LA called us to tell us maybe why Courtney was doing it. So apparently, I'm not a huge Blink fan. I mean, I mean, I know they're big songs, but I'm not like deep track on them, but... In their music video at the end of all the small things, a girl in the crowd holds up a sign and says, Travis, I'm pregnant. So that's Courtney referencing little that. Callback. Little callback call to the music video. But still, it's, you know, it's a bit look at me. Yeah. He, you know? he knew, right? He must like, have. You, you, if you and your thousand percent were thousand getting, percent. Yeah. you're going to have a you tell them privately, mm-hmm. right? You don't just drop that in the middle of a... I didn't see the reaction. Was 10, he like, oh my God? Yeah, I like covered nah, his face. No. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it was played up, but evidently okay. somebody close to the situation says that they did know in advance. Yeah. So. I, I, I mean, yes. That's how that's supposed to go. Sources right? say. Sources say. Uh, Dodger fans want to hear from you. 877-710-ESPN. 877-710-3776. It was a busted weekend. They get mm-hmm. swept by the Giants. That, of course, was on the heels of them not playing particularly good baseball uh, against the White Sox. They didn't play well against the Phillies. They yeah, it wasn't play- just a bad weekend. It's been a bad stretch. It's been a bad month, Yeah, right? Yeah. So May was supposed to be the month where we're going to see what they're made of, and they cruised through May. June was where, all right, well, it actually gets a little. you got the Reds. You've got you've got the uh, White Sox. You've Separate got the yourself Angels a little bit. Coming yeah, up. yeah. Lost two or three to the Yankees. Got walked off twice in Cincinnati. Lost two or three in Philadelphia. Did not play well against the White Sox. Got swept by the San Francisco Giants. They got a day off today. They got the Angels coming up for two games. By the way, the Angels are about as hot as anybody in baseball right now. So the Angels are playing really well. There is not a whole hell of a lot of positivity going around this Dodger team right now. And there isn't, uh, listen, and you're going to have stretches like this, but it's not that just the Dodgers are playing bad baseball um, we're not used to it. We're just not. And I think there comes this just expectation that comes with the Dodgers. The headline in the LA Times they talk about Dodgers third place in the NL West. Listen, is it a little dramatic? Yes, it is. Do we dramatize but some stuff? Yes. They are in but they third are third place, place in the NL West. <laughs> yeah, they are. And it took the Giants sweeping the Dodgers. They won Saturday's game fifteen to nothing. <laughs> fifteen to <laughs> bad nothing. Night happens what they say that was the 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 worst shutout since 1898 or something it was like you're right literally so i I read something along those it was one of those like i'm following along on my phone i was i was busy i was that was saturday right yep i'm like i saw you know on the mlb app you get the notifications like Six to nothing. Four to nothing. I'm like, oh, I don't have to pay attention anymore. Oh no, that's that, it. You're that done. Game's over. I just flushed down the Bobby Miller did what? Whoop. Okay. Well that was that was inevitable. Those are much easier than four three uh-huh. in the seventh. That was so much more palatable than yeah. the way that they lost on Friday night, where yeah. they had um a kid making his debut, right? You've got Emmett Sheehan mm-hmm. making his major league debut. He throws a no hitter for six innings. Ballin. They take him out. You got mm-hmm. a four to nothing lead, and you end up losing an extra innings. Those are the ones that feel like somebody ripped your guts out. It's kind of funny because I want to say the night before might have been. I could be off by a day, but I think Thursday night 
was when Chris Taylor hit the grand slam. Yeah, that they were down four, four to nothing. nothing. Yeah, tie it four four. Yes, and then they go on to win that game. And I was trying to tell Yates on that day. I'm like, they've been so inconsistent. And you heard certain things. Chris Taylor's quote, Dave Roberts' quote. Um, I think Evan Phillips had a quote too, where I think they went six innings. The bullpen went six innings, holding it down until mm-hmm. the Dodgers finally won the game. And there was this, this we. This could potentially be kind of a game changer for their season. This was a big win. They needed a big hit. And then they followed up with three straight losses, getting shellacked by the San Francisco Giants at Dodgers And Stadium. falling into third place. Into Don't third. leave that out there as well. You all right with what he did? Because, look, we all want to see a no-hitter. The the, uh, the opportunity for a with what kid. Did. Yeah, a kid making his big league debut. Once you get past the sixth inning, a no-hitter is in play. Right mm-hmm. through any, anything prior to that, it's just it's a good start. Six innings in the books, no hits. Two thirds done with the game. We're on no hit alert. Yeah, and they took him out. He'd never pitched more than six innings in a professional outing in mm-hmm. his life. They're going to need this kid, if not this season, sooner than later. Sure. To be extra cautious, could you not? Because this is this. If I were in Dave Roberts' shoes in this one, this would have been. Hey, listen, we're going to let you ride until you get a hit. Right, we're gonna the second one hit on the board, we're done here. Let it run. I understand why they did what they did, but why not just let that kid go until he gives up a hit? And if you get up to the point where he's throwing 120 pitches or something like that, then maybe you got to make a different decision. But he was in a decent enough spot. So he said, Dave said after the game, he's gonna take him out after five. Yeah, and kept him in to see. The bullpen sucks. Right, bullpen. The less you can use the bullpen, good. And I'm sure there's probably something to the. The man hadn't given up a hit. Sure. I'm I'm with you with this. Why not? We're giving you the ball in the seventh. Okay? And if you're able to, maybe it's one of those short innings where he only had to throw 10, 11 pitches and he gets through it. Maybe the first batter gets a hit down the line and it's a double and he's like, all right, perfect. You did what you did. Let's pull him out of the game. I'd have given him an opportunity in the seventh. Does, okay, what you just suggested, okay. right? That he goes out there in the seventh inning and he gets three outs on 12 pitches. Yep. And now we're at a point where it's like, okay, I wanted to pitch him five innings. Now he's pitched seven. We still have the same question. He still mm-hmm. hasn't given up a hit. You're running back out there again in the eighth. Here's the ball. Because at some point, you're at a pitch count that is detrimental to what it is that you're trying to get done, right? At some point, it's not just, hey, let's give this guy a chance to get a no-hitter. This is, we could be damaging his future success. There, there That has to okay, come let, in let at me, some Let point. me ask you this. Is it that – because. He threw 89 pitches through six, six innings. Okay. That's up there. Let me it's ask not you. a million, but it's up there. Let me ask you this. At what point, if anytime you have the – like the way you just described it, you could be jacking up this guy's arm. No, no, no. I'm not saying, hey, we're going to risk this dude's future so he could potentially have a no hit right. through eight. I'm but, not saying that. Right. At the same time – I think there's just it's just today's world is different than it was it back is. in the day. I don't think there was a question that hey, I'm I'm letting this guy go as long as he goes. Why am I taking him out? The guy hasn't given up a hit. Of course, of course, he throws 11 more pitches and now he's at 100 through seven innings. Mm-hmm. You let him go again, like because now if you're Dave, you're in the exact same spot. Only I've pushed the envelope a little further out, and now it's like, well, now I only need to get through two more outings. Can I, can I do this? Are you trying to – ultimately what you're really trying to do is win the game, especially the Dodgers, right? You're just kind of trying to get back on track. You're trying to just yep. win the game. Yep. Um, 
are you taking the ball away from him because of his arm? Or are you taking the ball away from him? Because think about what are the San Francisco Giants thinking oh, in their head? Arm. It's all arm. Because if, if you're just making a decision based on the game, he's cruising. Right. Right? He hasn't given up a hit. He's only he struck out three guys, only walked a couple. He hasn't been in trouble all mm-hmm. night long. He's literally cruising. We've seen this situation with Kershaw. Right? Kershaw has been in situations where uh, it was early in the season last year where Twins. he was cruising and, yeah. and something along those lines. But um, I, I listen, if the guy is – if if He's looking good out there. He feels good out there. That's different. But I also I'm I'm not a I'm not a trainer there and trying to figure that portion. I'll out. I'll make a case for the the mistake he made was letting him pitch the sixth inning. The, and, and I get it. You're right, Slee. They're trying to win a game. They're trying to do all these things. But once you get into the six, it's like, well, we're close now. It made it too much where, of a conversation. Now it's one of these. Hey, why? What are you doing? Where at the end of five, you just say he wasn't going to get through four more innings without a hit. Just take him out and see what happens. Mm. But when you get to that sixth. And this comes back to the biggest issue this team has. Their bullpen stinks. Yep. It just stinks to the point of you've basically got Evan Phillips and Shelby Miller are the two guys that you can feel kind of okay about. Everyone else is somewhere between Bad, Vezia, um, Almonte, and yeah. I don't know what Victor Gonzalez and and Caden Ferguson mm-hmm. and Gratterall, they're okay. I don't I don't know how much longer you can just continue to run the same five or six guys out there and say, "Well, they got to do better." They're not. When, when when is it what it is? And this is the Dodgers' decision to make over the next month or so. Do we just say, "Hey, listen, Vezzi's been really good for us. We're going to figure it out. Almani's been good for us. We're going to figure it out. We'll get Gratterall back on the thing." Or do you just stop using guys, make trades, all of a sudden spend capital that maybe you didn't want to spend? Because it's as open as it. They're in third place. If the playoffs started today, they would be the very last team. Yeah, they got one in. of the spots. They're the mm-hmm. last wild card team right now. I know this is a transition year. I don't want to say rebuild, but it's a transition year. They still should not be the sixth best team in the National League. That just doesn't feel right. Well, let, let, let me ask this: the the bullpen, second worst bullpen as far as ERA in Major League Baseball. Yeah, their team ERA, including the starters, is twenty six out of thirty. Only the A's have a worse bullpen than the Los Angeles Never Dodgers. The Dodgers, right? So uh, I did not think – this is just my own personal opinion. I know I said this about the Lakers as well. Get in the playoffs. That's it. And and sometimes you might have to do things that maybe you're not accustomed to doing. Or, Trav, like you said – the market out there, you know what? There's too many teams that think they're in it. It's a seller's market. It's a seller's market. Maybe the prices are too high, but I don't know. It just doesn't seem like if you're the Los Angeles Dodgers to – I don't know how that bullpen's getting better. It's not. So that that my issue is it's not one of those things where you're like, I'll just give them a couple more weeks. you got some guys that are just going to – they're going to be there. By the way, that could happen. They do have injuries that they get some starters back, um, and hopefully there's just less burden and less – dependability on the bullpen I guess you can call it but I I hate this when you're as good as the Dodgers are and they have this many good players I know they got a lot of young players as well we've seen in the playoffs anything can happen why can't that happen for the Dodgers Dodger fans you want to see them go big you want to see them get very active at the deadline 877-710-ESPN here there's two things here number one the National League's not very good the Braves are very very good Mm -hmm. everyone else is somewhere between mediocre and yeah and less than that you know what could happen? And this is probably my Dodger-colored glasses coming through here more okay. than anything else. You know what would be just perfectly baseball? 
this is the year they win the World Series. Where just this this team is like, yeah, they did play good for a couple of weeks, play bad for a couple of weeks, a little bit better than five hundred. Get hot at the right time. Get hot. Look, they they have a month like they just had in June. They have that in October. It's like, yeah, we just won the World Series. Yeah, but you won ninety one games the year before. You won one hundred and eleven. Yeah, exactly. That's the whole point of this. <laughs> or they had to fight in the line. Right. They had to play important games. That's in what like I'm saying. September. That's what I'm saying. That you get in there and all of a sudden, well, no, we've got Miller, Kershaw, and Orius. They're all healthy at the right time. Clicking. We just go through mm-hmm. it. And Mookie and Freddie are both screaming hot, and we won the World Series. That that would be the most baseball thing that could happen to this. That's group. happened to them so many times the opposite way that I think there is a case to be made that, and that that that's my only point. I don't I don't know what the solution is. I just know that. The Dodgers definitely have talent. The Dodgers, I think, as bad as they're playing right now, I don't think it's going to last like this. I don't think they can keep playing. Look, they might play 500 baseball, but do I think that they're going to be 12 and 18 good? over another 30 because, game stretch? I think they're a little bit better than average. Mm-hmm. I don't think that they're bad, but that bullpen will prevent them from being legitimately good. You will not have long runs of success when your bullpen's not consistent. Do I think they're good? I think they got a lot of mishaps to start the season. I'd really, really like to see them healthy. And if you could just, Julio probably comes back in the next couple of weeks. Chad, they got to get these arms back too. Like that, that. That's. I think we. I think we're so quick to turn the page. If teams lost what they've lost so far, granted the Giants have lost a lot of players as well, and they're on a seven-game winning streak, whatever the case is. I think a lot of teams would be struggling like this. They've hemorrhaged talent and they've been able to deal with it up until this season this is the first season where it's really that their lack of depth has really catching up to them let's try a phone call here let's go to eagle rock and neil neil you're on with travis lee hey guys i i just was going to make that point too about the depth if you're waiting for otani and you plug him into this lineup without any depth and without a bullpen we're just going to be we'll score two more runs a game and we'll still lose you know, 85 games. This is like this is like Phoenix. They're adding, you know, another, adding Bradley Beal to the mix. But who the hell is going to come off the bench and spell these guys? You know, the the Dodgers can't just sit pat. They got to do something. All right. Thank you. You you got it, Neil. Thanks, Scott. I want to come back, Slay, and talk about that because I think he's he's jumping over something that isn't obvious. But when you really stop and think about it, the Dodgers are in a good spot with regards to Otani, regardless of what happens to this group this year. That's coming up next. It's Travis Lee, seven ten ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. How do we get the job where we show up like at noon? <laughs> 
like Bergman just did. Be, just comes in. Hey guys, how you doing? You got to run things. On? You got to run things. Is that what it is? That's it. You just got to be able to have a corner office. We'll be here until, you know, four, oh, <laughs> the no. length I'll of the show. Till, I'll be here until like five or six. Yeah, oh, okay. Well, I don't know. I don't gotta know have, you got to be able to have a corner office. You got to be able to... He's the only office where you could smoke in his office. He has like a... <laughs> he has the a, Rush Limbaugh <laughs> suite, like Morales yeah. was telling us about the other day. He's got a balcony that goes directly to the Illy. He just takes his own. Like a tube, like the old bank tube. You slide. <laughs> you, put, you put that burlap sack on and you slide down like at the county fair. Yeah. So Sometimes you get stuck. Who knows? You ask the question. There's your answer. Yeah. Do you ever do the... Did, Taylor, you you were probably a county fair guy growing up in Iowa with the burlap sack down the slide thing. Did you ever do that? How'd you guess? Uh, yeah, that was that was only at the state fair. My county fair state wasn't fair. wasn't so lucky to have that actually. Have I've you, been to the Iowa State Fair. The as yeah. as a Virginian, how did so you wind up in my, the Iowa uh, State Fair? I, I think I talked about this on Friday actually, which is. Uh, but my big family reunion we had in two thousand and two or three was in Iowa. So uh, mm. I guess I have some Iowa cousins or whatever out there. Did but... you burlap sack the slide? No, but I did get this like really. So here's okay. This is a, kind of a funny story. So my fr- my family and I from Virginia drove to Iowa in this big van. So it was a big white van with a bunch of us, and it was like three rows of seats, and everyone was super packed. Like in there. an airport van kind of yeah, situation? essentially. And we we drove from Virginia, to Iowa, and then I think to Minnesota afterwards, and um we we packed in. So we went to the Iowa State Fair. And I begged my dad to get me this big stuffed animal, like this big tie-dye dog stuffed animal to win at this thing. And we had to fit that big stuffed animal into this Your dad car. had to win it or just buy it? He had to win it. Okay. Or at least in my idea, I think he won right. it. And then uh, he packed it into this white van and my dad was like, are you sure? Are you going to like it? Because it's not a lot of space in this van to put this thing, and then we we pushed it in. It's probably up against my aunt's face or whatever the entirety <laughs> of the drive. So yeah, it's very much burned in my memory. I can picture you getting into the uh, burlap slack, s- oh, yeah. sack and going down the slide. No question about it. Yes, actually. By the way, driving driving back, I was kind of in that area of North County, um, San Diego County Fair is going on. Oh, so okay. at the Delmar. It's at the Delmar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Delmar Fairgrounds. Man, I have not been to a fair in. Probably over twenty years. You don't strike me as a fair person. You know, I don't think Corn that dogs, would be your. That makes dogs. me want to go today. That <laughs> the fact that you just said that, well, I want to go and it, take photos. Like, I'll, hey, I'll just another fried Twinkie. <laughs> it's my third one. I mean, he did go to uh, Six Flags. I, I know, and that threw me for a loop too. But it was. Had you said to me, Trav? What's the over under on Sliwa attending a fair? I said never. I'm going. The, the, you're at no, I'm 20. going now. No, no. You just said it hadn't been in 20 years. No, I have not. Oh yeah, that's no, what I no, mean. No, I like you, you are not. You're not the fried Twinkie guy. Yeah. You're not the, the put coasters. on the burlap sack and slide down the metal slide guy. Like those things don't appeal to you. I True. However, that doesn't sound like an awful day. Spend half a day out there. It's okay. In Del Mar, too, the, just the view of it, if you're on any of the rides that they have, you're literally staring at the you ocean. The Ferris like, wheel with the ocean view, that's fine. <laughs> Damn cool. Yeah. That, but that, also, is, this, is the Ferris wheel uh, temporary or is it permanent? Because that's the big difference. Temporary. Because if, if, yeah. I don't want to get on anything that's temporary because with you. who knows what's going to happen here. Oh, no. They're they're unscrewing a couple things. That thing's out of here we in like a month. for the Love <laughs> yeah. Canal. Just take a few out of the... Uh, out of the <laughs> The, the, the what's it called the ferris wheel right we'll be fine you don't need them all just put a few of them in there can i get a grilled chicken sandwich you, nope uh, we can fry you it you should leave you have a chicken sandwich <laughs> that we're gonna drop out. in the oil 
the vegetarian uh, Greek feta wrap, right? Uh, so Trev? It, was, it was good. Like it, that it sounds was, good. I, I, it was an accident. Just had a little chicken. In didn't there. want a burger. Amazing. Didn't yeah. want a burger. I would had you know. Mm-hmm. I was like, just want something a little easier. I want something I could eat with one hand. Yeah. So we're kind of walking around. I'm like, I'll take that uh, Greek uh, Greek wrap. Thinking, well, of course there'd be chicken in mm-hmm. it. Nope. Nothing. Tomatoes, lettuce, feta cheese, my, olives. My girl, I think, committed a crime when we got some food on Saturday at the Padres Rays game. She went, she's like, I'm going to go get some food. I'm like, sounds good. She actually told me, she's like, I'm going to go get a pretzel. I'm like, cool, sounds good. Went and got, you know, salted pretzel. She came back. She didn't get any cheese. She, she, I'm like, what, what do you want me to do with this? Mustard at least? No, there was nothing. Nothing? I'm like, well, what do you want me to do with this? She's like, no, we don't need the cheese. I'm like, what do you mean we don't need the cheese? Maybe point. you don't need the cheese. <laughs> yeah. I need the cheese. The pretzel is basically just a cheese delivery system. I, and I'm I'm looking, and every time somebody else was like in the area or the section or whatever, I was like, look, what is that? It's a pretzel. <laughs> it's they also have not that crazy. I, I don't have any dipping sauces typically with my cheese? pretzels. <gasps> I, I you gotta have cheese you there. You don't have yes. to have cheese. Yes, you do. You can just have a lovely little buttery soft pretzel. I usually also get no salt either because it's too salty. The salt, I'm with you. There's Why not a just too get a loaf of bread? Okay, if they had it at the ballpark, I would get it. <laughs> no, no, go to Trader Joe's, find Matthew, and just get a loaf of bread. Take and two slices I, of Wonder Bread. <laughs> not Wonder Bread, obviously sourdough bread, but yes. No salt, no no cheese, no nothing. Like obviously, else? if I if I if it's given to me, I might have it, with, but I'm not going to ask for it. I'm not going to go out of my way to get mustard or cheese on it. I just sat there the whole time, like, what do you want me to do with this? I'm with you. Yeah, that's because usually the cheese is like nacho cheese, which is the worst kind of cheese oh, imaginable. So good on a pretzel, it's gotta have so it good. on a pretzel. You don't have pretty to have it. Pretzel. It's pretty good on a pretzel. I agree that it's generally speaking not yeah, great. I, I'm like, not going home and saying, cheese, all right, though. I'm going to have a pretzel with cheese. But if I'm at the game, I would like some cheese with that pretzel. Beer Warm. cheese is good, though. It's, you know, it's going on pretzel. I, I don't know. I looked at her like, what are we, what are we doing now, now, here? I'm on Lady Sleeve's side. You go to get pretzels, and now you have to. Maybe this is she's playing the long game. She wanted to stay and watch the game. No, I, I actually, we just picked the. There's so many, and I know. Listen, you could associate those with these with ball games for this for baseball games, but baseball in general, the options now that you have for food. I, I okay, I can't remember Dodger Stadium off the top of my head, but you go take that full circle. Sure. There are a lot of different options. San Diego, it's like there was sushi, there was carne asada nachos, there was. I'm like, oh my gosh. They- they do. San Diego is the one place. Petco Park is the one ballpark where their creative options are actually really good. Yeah. Right. Like the tacos that they have at Petco Park are really good. They yep. have Taco Tuesday. It, and there's a lot of local spots. Yep. Like Ho Dad's is a excellent iconic burger yep. place. They got a spot there. Yep. Mm-hmm. When I go to, I want a, I want a dog. Yeah. I want a beer. I, I want get some it. peanuts. I don't. I don't need that. Oh, you know, it's really good sushi. Petco. I'm. I'm sure it's great. I don't want it. You know, that's for you during the Super Bowl. You should I want to, to hold chopsticks, okay? You should go to Petco Park during the Super Bowl. I want to sit there with some ginger soy sauce dipping my rainbow roll <laughs> and just saying, guys, we got to play more small ball. All right, so Neil from Eagle Rock called a few minutes ago saying that the Dodgers need to reestablish their depth <laughs> before they make a deal for Otani. Mm-hmm. I don't – the Dodger depth will fix itself to a point just by letting everybody come back. Right, that it's not one of these. You've got 
also Gavin Lux fixes a whole bunch of mm. these problems already, right? Gavin Lux's return next year, whether he plays second base, shortstop, third base, wherever they have him, that lets the infield kind of quiet down to a certain point. You're going to get Walker Bueller back. Maybe you'll get Dustin May back. Who knows what, what his health is going to be. You're going to have some of these other guys like Ryan Pepio and Stone and Grove get to the big leagues and probably stay in the big leagues where now they're kind of going back and forth. You're going to have more guys come through, whether it's a Cartaya or a rushing or any of these other position players, Michael Bush, these guys will start to become more regular big league depth. The problem becomes is if you have to make a trade for them, right? If Otani just comes back next year to the Dodgers with all the players that they have under contract that are young, their depth is not going to be a problem. This is a very unique situation to them because it's the first year and they lost one of their middle infielders that they couldn't afford to lose. So let me ask you this question. With everything that's happened with the Dodgers, and I know you can't just um, – can we just – envision next year for a quick second sure whatever happens this let's just say the Dodgers say guys we're not you saw what we did in the offseason this is our theme this year we're gonna live and die with what we have all right we're 2023 2023 we are not going to get into any long-term commitments Mm -hmm. we're also not going to go out there and make a trade where we lost some of our young pieces some of our young assets we're going to play out 2023 exactly as it is. Just play out 2023 exactly. As it is. If that gets us to the playoffs, cool. If it doesn't, if if we don't get to the postseason, well, LA, welcome to the rest of Major League Baseball. This occasionally happens, and you don't make it every single year. But 2024, look what we could potentially have as far as a lineup goes. That it would be a sustainable lineup for a couple of years. It could be Shohei. And it could be Walker Bueller. And it could be um, uh, with Gonsolin and with Dustin May Bobby and Miller with Bobby season. Miller. It could be um, let Gavin Lux come back. Let some of these other players now not be in their first year in Major League Baseball. They're going to be a lot more comfortable with it. And oh, by the way, if at that point now we have to be aggressive. Right. At that point That's now it. we got to start getting rid of some players. Could this just be that we've been good for so long, Yes. there's been a point where we had to turn the page, and now we're kind of starting to turn the page on kind of a new chapter of Dodgers baseball, but this ain't the year to say you went after Scherzer and Trey Turner and did all that stuff. Could it just be as simple as that? I, I think so, because there isn't a Scherzer and a Turner available this year. There are not a bunch of guys that you but could know also are just not lose. be the timing. Sure. Could and the it, timing it, just not be lined up together. right now? It's both of them together. It's both the availability of the guys that like that that you're talking about. It's the timing of it that, hey, listen, we have to – the same reason that they were incredibly disengaged during the, the free agency – of last offseason, right? You're talking J.D. Martinez, you're talking David Peralta, Jason Hayward, Noah Syndergaard, some guys that were you know, available to pretty much anybody that wanted them, relatively inexpensive, and they kind of bargain shopped a little bit. Some of them, like J.D. Martinez, have been a huge success. Others, like Syndergaard, a huge bust. It just, they kind of been all over the map. But the depth piece, the guys that you're using every day now will be your depth next year. You're not going to have to play whoever is... Gavin Lux will be your shortstop next year. I don't know if it'll be Miguel Rojas still here or whether it's Miguel Vargas sliding over or him becoming the depth piece. Chris Taylor doesn't have to play every day. This depth starts to settle back in. Your pitching depth, Stone, 
Pepio, these guys mm. that have not been super either available or effective, they'll be better next year. And all of these guys that are having to do real things this year can do supplementary roles next year with the addition of Otani, the return of Lux. I do think that they probably go and find one guy as well, whether it's a bullpen arm or something. They're not just going to let this roll and just add Shohei to it. I, I just, the, the the one thing that the more we sit here, and the more, I think this is kind of the message that the Dodgers have sent from the offseason to this point. We're going to roll with what we have. We're not going, this isn't, I'm not saying that the Dodgers don't want to make the playoffs. I'm not saying that the Dodgers don't want to make a World Series run, but it feels like this is what we have for this year. Yeah. And we're going to do our absolute best to take advantage of developing young players, seeing if there are guys that can get some opportunities. Um, maybe they go on a streak, which wouldn't be crazy at no. all, where they go 15 and 5 over 20 games, or they go 14 and 6 over, and now they're back in second place in the NL. But I just. They're going to have to do it by scoring a ton of runs because that, pitch, yeah, that, right. that pitching no, is no, not no. going to change. And I, I hate the. I hate, it's, it's the equivalent of in the NFL, you don't get stops on defense. No. We're going to try to outscore them. Well, how, how, how often does Good that luck. work? It's SC. <laughs> It was, it's a, you know, we're going to win example. enough to be in it, yeah. but we can't win. We just have one. to have 48 points a game. No kidding. What a mess. Mookie's going to participate in Home Run Derby. This is this is what he's Oh, I don't know about that. It's not a good idea. Oh, I love it. It's up to Mookie. If Mookie's comfortable with it, I'm comfortable with it. If the, this idea that it screws up your swing for the second half, if do you really think Mookie Betts would go to Home Run Derby if he thought it was genuinely going to screw him up for the second half of the season? Not in your life. But he's also the only one of the only ones that hasn't been injured this season. So again, you want to be careful with the few guys that can like make a difference with the Dodgers long term. I, I I would say this too: the Mookie thing has been interesting. Listening to the Dodger broadcast yesterday, and he had a really, really nice play at short, okay? Um, commits a play, gets to the ball, throws a guy at second out at third. Made a great play, and they're talking about Mookie. What can't this guy do? Everything else. And at some point, the conversation was that Mookie just wants to be in more of the action, which mm-hmm. is why he's not playing right field for 162 games or whatever it is. I think there's something to you saying, Mookie, you're the best right fielder in the game. Go play right field and do what you do. And Mookie is, in his head, I need more action. Mm -hmm. Like, I want to do more. I want to be short. I want to go play in the home run derby. I don't have a problem with it either. I think there's just a, there's a little bit, Mookie, I I, I don't know best to explain it. The guy gets bored? Like, is he getting bored with his just traditional, I just, I play this one position, um, I, I need more. It would be an easier question to answer, Al. If the Dodgers had better options, you know what I mean? That him playing shortstop and second base is often a necessity as opposed to, eh, Mookie likes to play second base occasionally, so we're going to let him do it. Kind of need him to play second base occasionally. That the offense at shortstop has been non existent. Sure, doesn't, yeah, right. So if you can put him there and get, and put Jason Hayward in right field, who got a, more bats, he's, mm-hmm. he's a good right fielder mm-hmm. and he's been far better offensively, it just gives you some options. If they were doing this, and Trey Turner was still around, it would be a little different. But I That's fair. The home run derby part, if the guy's okay, Pete Alonso does it every year. It's not, it hasn't messed him up. Bobby Abreu did it a few years ago with the Astros. Shohei. I don't think he got a hit in the second half of the season. Mm-hmm. Shohei seems fine. I think it's incredibly anecdotal. The guys don't get wiped out. Are from they this. all younger than Mookie though? 
No, we've seen some older players. I mean, more often than not, it's younger guys. But if, again, if he wants to do it, go do it. I don't think that Moogie's going to do something stupid. Like Much like the Dodgers, he's earned the benefit of the doubt. If he wants to do it, go knock yourself out. Les Sneed talks about going all in and what it could cost. That's next. It's Travis Lee, 710. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, motion sounds something like this. Kizik helps you experience the magic of motion. With over 200 patents and easy on, easy off technology, you'll never have to touch your shoes again. There are hundreds of styles and colors, plus a squish like nothing you've ever felt. For a limited time, get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. ESPN. All right, so you weren't here on Friday for the Ja Morant gets Ja, Ja Morant. Ja Morant. Ja Morant. Um, gets his 25-game suspension. Yeah. What I, did, I, I want to read something off because um, Tim McMahon yeah, from Jean ESPN, ja, uh, Tim McMahon put something out there, and before I read it, I just want to get your thoughts on what do you think of the suspension? Twenty five games. It's about what I thought it would be. Okay. I thought it might be a little heavier. I thought it might be closer to half the season than a third of the season. Yeah, but that felt there. You knew it wasn't going to be ten. Yep. You didn't think it would be fifty. So right in the middle of that is about twenty five, right? Mm. Which is kind of where they landed on. It put it to you this way: If I were Jean Moran, mm-hmm. I would you would have my full attention. If you said to me, "You're not going to be able to go do what you do for a third of the time that you yeah. usually do it," you would have my full attention. So we'll see. If the light bulb doesn't go off for him on this, then I don't know what's coming next. But I, I liked it. I thought it was about right. All right. So. Again, this is from Tim McMahon, also the real GM. John Morant's camp report, he feels like the NBA and the media are out to get them. I have heard indirectly that John, people close to John, perhaps people formerly close to John, have this feeling that the NBA is out to get them, that the media is out to get them. I will tell you if, if you know, you just said, if that doesn't get your attention, the 25 games on top of, you go work out the financials of this, it's about it's going to be about $50 million based on based on him not making first, second, or third team oh. what you can make on your max and then missing the games. That's 25 plus the eight. That's 33 okay. games or so. Okay. We're not talking like he's he's missing 500 grand or something. We're talking some big money. When I read this, that I've heard indirectly that John People close up, perhaps formally close to him, that the NBA is out to get him, the media is out to get him. What are we talking about? Nobody's – think about how – I, I can only tell you this from my perspective. When the Lakers are about to play the Memphis Grizzlies, I know I'm like, buckle up. We get to see John Morant tonight. What in, in anybody's interest would it be in the NBA or in the media not to see John Morant for 82 games a year? For there to be a conspiracy or a concerted effort to try to... to <laughs> On one of the most exciting players in the league? There, there needs to be something in it for them. Right, there needs to be something for for the media and the league to be against a guy. Okay, okay I'm I'm listening. What's in it for him? 
what's in what's in it for the NBA to take maybe maybe their most popular player to a certain generation of fans and say we're not going to use him? What's in it for the NBA to have another story about guns and 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 this stuff? It, there, there's no upside for them. None. They want John Morant. John Morant is potentially, potentially, the next big thing in this league. Mm-hmm. He's already a great player, right? But he's got to play in more playoff games. He's got to be on a bigger stage yeah. and all of these things. But you can't do that if you're home for a third of the season. What, what's in it for the media to have an anti-John Morant narrative? Nothing. What, what's in it for? So this is the thing that bothers me when I, I – again, this is just a report out there – what bothers me about that, that doesn't sound like somebody with Ja in his camp saying, guys, we really screwed up. We got to be smarter. Okay. Look, look what it's costing us to point the finger and right. say, oh my gosh, everybody's out to get me. Why would, I think you said it best, when the Lakers have a game in Memphis, I, I, Trav, I, I really mean this, there's, there's certain players in the league that just you get a little extra juice for. When the Lakers are going to go to Memphis, and if you're going to tell me that Ja Morant's not playing in that game, it's like, damn, that the, sucks. The league's worse when he doesn't play. Of course. The league is worse when he doesn't play. It, it, it's, it's, it's as simple as that. Yeah. Now, I think the better question is, what does the league do for him? Right? Like, And may, maybe the answer is there's nothing they can how do. How they help because, him? Yes. Mm-hmm. How, how do you help him? Because clearly – he is not getting the best advice possible. Clearly, he is either in the middle of something that's beyond his control or he doesn't see it, one or the other, right? Somebody needs to get in front of him and try to help him see what's happening. You are at the crossroads, right? This is going to go one or two ways for you. You can either get this together and we'll, hey, yeah, remember that weird thing with John Morant eight years ago? That was weird. By the way, you were saying that before this last, the before, <laughs> literally you were saying when he was missing the eight games yeah. and it was such a, a conversation during the season you were already saying, hey, is this going to be just kind of a, hey, this, this was that's part of his story and That's what they desperately wanted it to be. And, it, and then he doubled down. And that's what I'm saying. Left to his own devices, left to his own decision-making, and, and left to whoever it is who has his ear, they're not giving him good advice. Because the NBA will bend over backwards to help him, but he's got to let him. He, he's got to let him do it. If you keep doing crazy stuff like this, you put them in a position. They couldn't not do something here. Mm-hmm. They could not do something the first time, and they kind of, eh, you know, he's going to get some help, and we're going to suspend him. And don't you do that again? That's not very nice, you know. And be the careful. six games he's already missed is going part yes. of the eight. Yes. <laughs> so there's only two left. And yeah, they basically went, please don't make yep. us have to whack you again. Please don't make us discipline you again. And what was it? A month or two later. On Friday, uh, we had a little bit of this conversation, Mason Island during Super Crosstalk, and they both were stunned it was only 25. Only 20? Yeah. It's a lot. It's a, it's a third of the season. They were saying basically it wasn't a, it wasn't, uh, just wasn't enough. That's what they were thinking. Well, it's when you're used to dealing with David Stern. David Stern probably would have been much more like stringent with the number. No, Dave, David Stern, that's a, that's a, that's yeah, a different that's answer. 65. But he, here, here's the other thing he's probably getting 60. He Nobody, thankfully, nobody mm-hmm. got hurt. Mm-hmm. There weren't any law. I know that NBA rules were violated, but there weren't nobody. There were no laws broken, or at least you know what I mean. Like th- this was one of these things that they could. This have, wasn't the they, arenas with a gun inside of a facility, and it wasn't Ron an NBA facility going saying, into the seats. It it was it was a really stupid thing that happened that should have never happened that they can't ignore. 
But then there's the, hey, look, we had a fight in our building that turned into a riot. We had a guy bring it in. For instance, I'll, I'll tell you this. If the reported story about the laser beam being pointed out of a car that Jaw was in the was Pacers, in Indiana, yeah. where the car got lit up with the laser, had it been something like that on the back end of this, I think we're talking about something. This was them goofing around in a car. Again, stupid and shouldn't have happened, but you can at least try to slow play that a little bit. Twenty, And by the way, 25 games is a ton of games. Mm-hmm. It's a third of the yeah. season. 10, not enough. 15, not enough. Could it cost 20? I, th- I thought 25 was, I, I I thought it would be more. What I think of how many he should get, how many put that more? to the side. You, did, you, did you think he'd get half? I thought no more than 50. And I thought probably closer to f- 35 to 50, 40. 50 is two-thirds of the season. Mm-hmm. That's a lot. Mm-hmm. That's a lot. There were some people thinking he'd... Be out for the whole season, Not which I, I didn't think so. No. Not a chance. I, I thought I thought that the high end would be half the year, 40, 41. Yeah. 25 felt about right. Yeah. The dump coming up next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. One of the great role players in NBA history is calling it a career. Lou Williams is going to retire from the NBA slate. Of course, he was a former Laker, a former Clipper, former probably half the league I know. by the time he got through it. But he was one of those guys, never a star in the league. But if you were in the building on a night where he got hot, you didn't forget it. He could go nuts. He was a walking bucket. Yes. Like there's certain players. I think of Jamal Crawford. I think of you know Lou Williams. Players that just... I can go get you a basket, and like you said, he's not going to be the best player on a team. Um, you kind of know what he's going to do, and you still can't stop it. It wasn't this overpowering guy. Had a mid-range jumper, had this, can get to the basket. It, it, Lou is Lou's a solid, solid basketball player and had a long career. You know what it was, too? He's super fun to watch. Mm-hmm. And, and sometimes it could be super frustrating to watch because, you know, it's sports and you don't have a good night and he's still – because he believes the next one's going in. But when he got hot, it wasn't Steph Kobe kind of hot, but it was that he's going to take it again. And no, 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 yep, he made another one. Under the basket, fadeaways. Everything he did was super, super streaky and fun. And to your point – he was always like the sixth or seventh guy on your team. It was never the, the when he was here for the Lakers, he kind of was their best player for a yeah, period of time. Not good, and they weren't very yeah, good. Not good. But he put on a show a bunch. I I always loved watching him play. He uh he's a it's a perfect description. I think there's whatever level basketball you've ever played in your life. If you were a guy that just went to the gym and just wanted to go play some pickleball to get some cardio. There's always a guy that's like, that guy just finds a way to get a bucket. Lou Williams just happened to do that in the NBA. Also, for me, I think of uh, Drake's song, Six Man, 
Uh, when I think of Lou Will, too, he goes, he, I, don't, I don't know all the words, but he sings about Lou Will. So that's what I think about when I think about Lou Will. That's how you know you're next level, right? Oh, yeah. When you get yeah. a, a shout out in a song like that and you're not LeBron James or Steph Curry or Kevin Durant, that Lou Williams is getting a little love, that's pretty good. Um, this is a radio show, so we don't have the video right now, but I'm going to assume that some of you have seen this and I'm going to attempt to explain what happened. Ellie De La Cruz for the Reds is the next big thing in baseball. He hits a hard, hard kind of one-hop, two-hop ground ball right behind the bag at first base. The mm-hmm. first baseman dives and catches it. Yep. And he's, what is he, out 10 feet from the bag? Yeah, about 10 feet, something okay. like that. 10 feet from the bag when he catches it. A good play off a hard hit, hard hit ball. ball. Yep. It wasn't a slow roller where no. the timing was weird. No. It's a rocket. Mm-hmm. Makes a play behind the bag. Ellie De La Cruz, who's... 90 feet away from the bag, beats him to the bag. It, I know that this guy is having one of those moments where everybody's super excited for everything he does, but yeah. I watched it 10 times. I don't know how the other guy had an 80-foot head start and beat him to the bag. You said it best. We were talking before the show started. You're like, I don't. I see the frame, and when I don't see him, I don't understand how he got there. When I do see him, I don't understand how he got there. He was two steps away from the bag after contact. I don't know how it happens. You know, I love, I love, um, and this doesn't happen all the time. He makes his debut against the Dodgers, right? That's when he he comes up, and there's all this excitement about him. Um, these are one of the few moments, at least for me, especially in baseball, when there's this much pub about a guy, and then you're like, all right, come on. I mean, really, this much publicity around the player? Can I see the player play? And you start just seeing, and you maybe kind of notice a lot of the small things. Guy's a freaking stud. He's so fast. He's dude. such a stud. And I love that he's in a market like Cincinnati. I love that he could completely, it's kind of one of those, I don't know that much about him. I know he's super young. Maybe he's overhyped. I'm watching. I'm stopping to watch and see what he does. We talked about earlier. Your phone, the MLB app, you get an Ellie De La Cruz update, you stop and you watch the video. Yes. Right? If you if something pops on and says Aaron Judge hits a 500-foot home run, you're like, cool, I can, I, I've seen that. If it says Ellie De La Cruz and then they give it the eyeball emojis, I'm going to need to go see what just what happened. happened. I need to see it. He's amazing. Uh, it was on this day in 2016 that we got the blocked by James where he goes mm. up and blocks Andre Iguodala. Obviously, that led to them winning the championship in Cleveland, but that's probably, I know Emily has said this a bunch, you could make a pretty strong argument that that was peak LeBron. That series against the Warriors where he led the the series in literally every single category, is that the high watermark for a guy that's had nothing but high watermarks? So if you say looking at Bron's career, you say looking at Bron's career, what's the one thing that you look at and maybe kind of one of the first things that come to mind it's the championship over the Golden State Warriors coming back 3-1. It's that block. For Cleveland. For Cleveland, right? But I think if I take another step back, do you remember he was, I don't even know how old he was. You remember when he played the Detroit Pistons early in his career? It's a road playoff game. I want to say it's game six, and he scores like 24 of or 20 28 28 points in a row this is in regulation OT against 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 an elite defense against the same basically the same Pistons team that beat the Lakers Lakers, with Shaq and Kobe right like I know not exactly the same team I think of that moment and then I this one's kind of a, a random one as well but you think of him in some of those days with the Miami Heat where it was just the Heatles and it's Dwayne Wade, no-look passes, and it's this and dunking over Jason Terry. 
He has so many of them when you look back, but that's the one that's most memorable. It's hard when you have a player like LeBron or a player like Magic or Kobe or Larry Bird or any of these great players who had multiple great moments to have one that stands out, right? <laughs> right. They, they just, there's, there's just too many of them. I mean, you could talk about him breaking Kareem's record this most recent. You could talk about, like you said, with the Heat. You could there, there are so many different moments. So many talk eras. About the bubbles. There's remember, so many. Remember the, Taylor Swift. Remember Harris. the the J.R. Smith play. Do you know what he did in that game? Is that the fifty pointer? He was like fifty eight and eight in a game one NBA Finals with KD on the Warriors. Crazy. How about this? Um, Shohei Otani leads the Angels. Give me a little space here, Al. You can go get a cup of coffee if you want. Here, here, here's what he leads the Angels in. This is from an offensive perspective. Leads the team in runs. Leads the team in hits. Leads the team in homers. Leads the team in walks. Leads the team in runs batted in. Leads the team in steals. Leads the team in batting average. Leads the team in on-base percentage. Leads the team in slugging and leads the team in OPS. That's literally every offensive category that exists. With o- Mike Trout on the team. With Mike Trout on the team. Otani on the mound leads the team in wins. He leads the team in ERA. He leads the team in strikeouts. So everything that there is to do on a baseball field, he leads the team in that. And not only I'm the team, I'm disappointed he the doesn't lead. lead the team in saves. <laughs> Why not? Left. Why not? Why not? Let's give it a shot. What were we going to say, Em? And I said, not only his team, but he also leads the entire MLB in a bunch of categories in home runs and OPS and batting average, uh, and he's tied for RBIs. Batting average against, right? Yeah, so sorry, hit, hitters against, yes. facing him, bat 178. Hell. Would you give him 60 million? I'd give him 600 million. 10 years, yeah. 600 million? Yeah, I think he's the best player I've ever seen. He might be. It's there's not a good argument against him, other than he hasn't done it for long enough. Six hundred million dollars to one guy. I think it was Buster Olney was saying last week we played a clip, and he's like, "No, no, this is the best version of him." Yeah, yeah I know that doesn't make sense. He is the best version of himself today, better than what he was a year ago, better what he was before that. And, Trev, that's interesting you say he hasn't done it long enough. I actually think if Shohei had to retire today, God forbid. I'd put him in the Hall of Fame. I would too, but that's a different. I would put him so in. What do you mean by he hasn't done it long? The enough. novelty of what he has done. Novelty makes it sound cheap. It's not cheap, but right. just the uniqueness. However, yeah, that doing this is his third season doing this. Fourth, isn't it? It, it, it? He's been in the big leagues. This is his sixth year in the big leagues, right? But these but he, are one year he just hit. He just hit one year, and the other years were good. They weren't this, is what I'm getting at. Right. The, mm-hmm. the, these numbers, this sort of performance, this is his third year of being the best player in baseball. So the debate we have on our show all the time, and Mason and I are completely disagree, and I can't remember if we brought it up with you guys, is I think as great as he is, the biggest mistake the Angels could make would let him to let him walk away for nothing. He is that valuable. So if it if it's me, if I'm Perry Manazian, the GM of the Angels, I take and this this decision's going to be made by Artie Moreno, the owner, but uh I I take whatever my best offer is to Otani and I give it to him right now. And I say to him, Shohei, here's six hundred million dollars if you'll stay with us. Ten years, sixty million a year. Uh and see what he says. And if he says I'm sorry, I'm going to market. I want to see what free agency's like. Then I trade him. Mason says you cannot trade him 
when you are in a playoff race mm-hmm. because that's what it's all about is trying to win a World Series, and you could this year with him playing like this. My argument would be you cannot, for a guy that good, let him leave and get nothing in return. What do you guys think? So Trav's been saying that for a while. Trav wanted him to do it last year, right? You, you were saying that that last deadline you could get the most value for I agree him with that. last deadline. But that, has, sh- that ship has now sailed. Yep. My, so my what do problem, you do now? My problem is this, John. My problem is that whatever you get back for Shohei Otani, mm-hmm. that the Angels and Artie Moreno I don't have faith in are going to turn around this franchise and all of a sudden be a contender for three, four, five years because of the haul they got back for Shohei Otani. I just don't believe in that franchise. At the same time, this is kind of it. And if you're in the playoff run and you got a chance to go to make the postseason and and do the only thing Shohei Otani has been asking your franchise to do is just play some competitive baseball, at this point, I'm writing this thing out. I'd trade him. Yeah, I would too. I, I, I'd trade Man, him. By the way, Mace is with you. Uh, Mason's yeah. not here today. Ramon is in for Mace. But um, the, you, 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 you can't get nothing for him. That, right. And I know Let's, that Moreno, the, the reporting is, is that he doesn't want to be the guy that traded away Shohei Otani. You already are. Right. You, you're, you're already the guy that couldn't surround And him he's with not realizing, talent. and Artie often does this, he's not realizing that that isn't a thing. Like, I'm the guy that traded Shohei. If Shohei walks away for nothing, you're the guy that let him walk away for nothing. nothing. For sure. And your reputation this? is already as one of the how, worst owners in all of sports. Yes. How about forget that you got nothing for him? You're the reason why he's not an angel. That's what I'm saying. But they, I'm saying forget the trade part. Yeah. It's just that you had how long to prove to him, guys, you don't need to go anywhere. This and is by the, the way, spot. what we're talking about, guys, happens all the time. Yes. They, they, uh, the, Nationals did this with Juan Soto. They made a huge offer to him. Yeah. And Soto said, Nope, I'm going to free agency. And they then they traded him. They Two they did the same thing with Trey that, Turner and Max Scherzer and and guys get traded all the, all the time. time. But Almost the, nobody the Soto, stays in the one Soto place. thing, what the Nationals did, that was the best time to do it, right? right. It wasn't, hey, that's it. He's only got half a and season left for a couple of months. Which is exactly yeah. what they got because you have him under team control for a while. I want to go back to what you said, John. He's leaving because of Artie Moreno. You can take your pick as to which of the Moreno reasons you want. You either traded him or you couldn't surround him with the right team. He's leaving because of your ownership. He's leaving because you couldn't put him in a position to do what he wants to do, which is win. So the worst outcome of that is to be that guy and have nothing. Yeah. Now, having said all this, having had this whole conversation, I don't think there's a chance in hell they trade him. Do you? I don't either. Because, no, I don't well, think so. no. again, this kind of goes back to what you were saying, Slee. Mm-hmm. What's the what's the worst scenario? Leave for nothing. That's what's going to happen. Yeah, they because always seem to gravitate to the worst possible scenario. This now, is, what if they make the playoffs and actually went on a run? Okay. Well, does does Shohei stay? I don't think in so. this scenario. I don't yours? think he stays. <laughs> no. Then then no. Then by, trade. By him. the way, John, they could make a run and not make the postseason. Right? They could be in the mix. Trade or make deadline the po- passes. Or make the postseason and flame out like they did the one year they got Mike Trout to the playoffs. That is the best case scenario in their eyes, and it doesn't change one iota. I still think he ends up. I think he stays here, but I'm almost positive he doesn't stay down there. That he's not going to stay with the Angels, even if they got to the World Series. I don't think it really changes things all that much. Let's do a little Supercross talk. Woo, 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 woo. 
So no mace today. Ramona is coming in. in yeah, a she's bit. doing. Uh, she's doing the uh, NBA today, and then heading over here. All right, so she she's should done. be here any minute. By the way, Happy Father's Day to you! Right uh, back at you. A, a day late. Did you? Uh, did you get a good Father's Day in? Oh, you will think I had the perfect Father's Day. I, I played golf in the morning, good came start. home, watched the U.S. Open, <laughs> and my wife made a feast. So I played golf, watched golf, ate too much. That's what, a win-win-win. What was the feast? Uh, steak, lobster salad. Oh my gosh! Steak, corn on the cob, baked potato. John Bottle of wine. That's a good. Give that man the belt. <laughs> yeah, it was awesome. How did you play well? I played okay. I shot eighty four. I shot right. eighty four yesterday, and I shot eighty five today. And today, today, I brought Greg Bergman with me for the first time oh, very to nice. Mountain Gate, and he won all the money. He, How did that? Okay, happen? so we do a thing. Do you do this when you play? We we play. We have a lot of junk. Sure. Okay, so if you. Hit the ball out of the look. There's Bergman with all his money. Uh, Whoa! If you hit mm. the ball out of the sand and make par, that's sandy. a sandy. If you make a putt longer than the pole, that's a pole. What are the what are the dots worth? Each dot is worth Dull. a buck. Okay. So three bucks every okay. time it happens. Yeah. But if you get all five of the big dots, which are sandy, barky, that's hit a tree, a tree and make par. Sure. Poley, which is make a putt of longer than eight feet. Birdie, which is hard. And uh, greeny, you hit the green par closest three. to the pin mm. and make the par. Greg got all five, and if you do that in my game, it doubles your dots. So he had eight dots. He doubled them to sixteen. So we had to pay him forty-eight bucks minus whatever he lost in team. So does so. There's this etiquette at certain country clubs where you show up, and if you collect all the money on the first time, you're never invited back. No, no, no. He'll, he's invited <laughs> back anytime he wants. He he played great, and uh, I was happy. You know, you want you bring somebody out, you want somebody to have a good experience, and he did. He he predicted what he would shoot. He said, "I'll, I'll be lucky to break a hundred. He shot 102, but you shot 102, made a birdie, and, a greeny, a poley, a sandy, and all these things, and, and took a barky took all the money. Were those only five holes that he played well? Uh, yeah, pretty much. Like you were. <laughs> That's all he needed. Like go go on a microphone. You were. Um, you were. He was very good on about. What would you say, Greg? You were very good on six or seven holes, and you struggled on the other twelve or. 11 or 12, right? Yeah, so basically I have a terrible short game is my problem. I can hit the ball well off the tee. I can hit my irons pretty well, but there's a, I can't get out of the sand. Once I was in the sand, I was done. That's it. No, no, but Travis, here's castle. the difference. He and I, I, I suspected this might happen. He was in greenside bunkers. Those were trouble for him. He didn't, you know, that's a really hard shot for guys who sure. golf all the time. But he ended up in a fairway bunker. Oh. And he actually... Uh, went to another fairway it. bunker. Yeah, went into another fairway bunker and then put it on the green and made the putt. Double Sandy? You know, uh, oh, you know, I actually should have given you two Sandys for that. <laughs> does that count as a double yes, Sandy? That it does. does. Yeah, that wow. was a double. I shortchanged you a dollar. All right, well, I don't. Oh, cut. you owe me a dollar. Now you don't dollar. owe me anymore. We're good. We're good. We're, we're clean. <laughs> yeah, no, but it was it was fine. I mean, Greg, you had fun, right? Oh, I had a blast, and, you, yeah. and your friend, your friends were really fun to play with too. It yeah, was my really Greg, nice. the my one friend Tim. Uh, just dislikes me more than anyone, which Craig was in the the entertained by. They had something just, to talk about. Oh, yeah. Just gives me crap like the whole time we're playing, so it was great. All right. I got one for you. You said you mentioned uh, the U.S. Open that you watched it yesterday. Oh, I wanted to ask you, what was your in-person experience like on Friday? So, that's why I'm asking. Yeah. My in-person experience was amazing. You, you're glad you went? I am thrilled that I went. 
I, the golf course is beautiful. It is something that I'm glad I got to see. I don't know if TV does the undulation, the hills. Yeah, probably does spend a good seven, eight hours there. We were there mm-hmm. all day, watched most Susan of the went guys. With she was with me the whole time. She, she liked it? She loved it. We oh, saw good. Matthew Fitzpatrick make that ace at 14. We were, you were there? We were, saw a bounce in, place went nuts. Oh, it was wow. great. So we had a wonderful time. It's a hard walk. I'm not going to pretend right. that it wasn't. It's a, it's a lot of walking. But the criticism hearing it this morning and hearing it on the weekend was that the crowd was very sedate, that the crowd, w- that there weren't enough people small. there. It was yeah. small. Normally about 40,000 at a U.S. Open. They capped it at 22,000. It mm. was noticeably chill. If that's it, yeah, and which is I didn't not good for a US it, Open. but it was noticeably chilled. Did you get that vibe on TV? Yeah, and and many Fitzpatrick said it. Um, even even Clark, who won the whole thing, said it was mellower than he expected. I I just don't think LA Country Club is set up for a U.S. Open. I I, I you want a U.S. Open where the place is packed. It's it's high mm. intensity. Guys are the fairways are too wide. They're wide. Um, it's coming back there in 2039, so they've got 16 years to figure out how to make it better. I think they probably took care of the members first and didn't let a lot of regular fans in. They did I, dial I it would up, have, though. I would have liked to have have seen more people, louder, more raucous, but it and, is what it and is. And more L.A. people, right? Do you want people that are going to let it be a little bit more rowdy? Like, have you been to the Open at Torrey Pines? Yeah. Okay. It's sleep. Your people down in San Diego, and you can walk right up to the ropes, tearing and, it up. They're going crazy. Yeah. They're mm. drinking. They're having a hell of a time. This was a golf crowd more so than an LA crowd. Yeah, which so is not, not, not good as for a US entertaining. Open. Not as entertaining. Not as not as fun. Sure, right? But sure. I the day I was there, I enjoyed it. it. It was amazing. So Brad Beal is a Phoenix Sun to be. Right, we're right. waiting for that to happen. Chris Paul, no chance he plays for the Wizards. Right? I don't think so. Doesn't mm-hmm. seem like it. Both LA teams seem to be at the top of the list of most likely landing spots. Right? Did you did you guys read David Aldridge's article this morning? No, Don't I haven't think seen so. it. No. Uh, David thinks that it basically is a two horse race between the Lakers and the Clippers. Mm. He says the reason to watch the Clippers is that Michael Winger, who's now running the Wizards, has been with the Clippers for the last five years. Right. He has very good relationships with everybody in the Clipper front office. He'll know exactly what he can ask for and what he can't. I think if the Clips put Terrence Mann in a trade for Chris Paul, he goes to the Clippers. Now, David also said that he doesn't think the Lakers are going to sit idly by and watch the Clippers take Chris Paul. He thinks that, and he's done the math on this. Again, this isn't me talking. This is David Aldridge. He thinks Mo Bamba plus Malik Beasley and maybe a pick gets Chris Paul to the Lakers. Now, the money works exactly right. Now, the question is, Slee, I'll put it to you. Mm -hmm. If they insist on that number 17 pick, your first-round pick, to get this done, do you do it? Bamba, Mm -hmm. Beasley, first-round pick, you get Chris Paul. So first, let me just say this. The Clippers would really give up Terrence Mann? I don't think they will, which is why I think the Lakers I don't think they would either. I I mean, let me put it this way. I... I'm not giving up Terrence Mann for Chris Paul. Terrence Mann, I, I, I maybe I'm, I'm one of the few. Every right. time I feel like but, that guy plays, and Momo's walking in right now, so mm-hmm. um, she'll, she'll have a lot of good insight yeah. on this. The, I don't think they give up Terrence Mann either. But again, I think Michael Winger 
having been in the Clippers front office yeah. for the last five years, he yeah. would love to do a deal with them. Momo, what do you think? Uh, you mean for Chris Paul? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know why they would need to trade for him. You just wait till they release him? Yeah. I mean, like, why do you need to give up anything? Because the Wizards... What well, if I mean, somebody like, else goes in and trades for him? Yeah. I, I mean, don't think anyone will. No one and will. And if they do... It's too much money. It's too right. much money. My uh, David Aldridge wrote this morning that if the Lakers did Mo Bamba and Malik Beasley, the money works exactly right. And I'm not sure Mo Bamba or Malik Beasley were in the Lakers' future anyway. But then mm-hmm. you have to pay Chris Paul $30 million. No, no, no. The... the once, no, but that's what I'm saying. Oh. You trade for him. You're the one paying him. So why not make Washington pay him whatever he does? The let's say it's let's say he does a buyout for 25. Yep. And then he recoups, you know, three points or whatever the veteran minimum is. Why don't you want to pay him that instead of 30 million? Right. You so, can save that 30 but million. Is the elsewhere. risk just that someone else jumps on it before you oh, do? Well. Yeah, I was just gonna say like oh, well. I wouldn't right pay him that. 30 million. I wouldn't exactly. pay him 25. Trev, Trev, you don't want goes, him on your books for 30 somebody, million. If somebody wants to take Chris Paul, they want him that bad. All right, go, ahead. go get him. Well, keep in mind, though, and Ramona, you know this world well, a lot of teams, it's a dance of the lemons sometimes with these GMs. Yeah. They, yeah. A lot of teams have bad contracts that they want to mm. unload. Like, if you look at the deal itself, Washington's not getting much. They're getting Almost nothing. giving up Bradley Beal. But what they are getting Clearing is cap. out of that Beal contract. Clearing 100%. And so another team might might say, well, the one thing I want more than anything else is to get you, out of this contract. But, but, but here's what Washington prioritized. The rusting, too. They is a prioritized good they, salary cap space. They prioritized right. taking back two players who only have one year who are quote unquote expiring contracts, yep. right? That's Chris Paul and, and Shaman. Correct. Yeah. And so my sense of Miami was that. I don't know how real the Miami interest really was. I think they had some exploratory conversations, but I think Phoenix was always the front runner here. Um, the 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 what we saw reported is, can be different than what what was actually. Said. But e- any construction of a Miami deal would have probably involved Kyle Lowry and either Duncan Robinson or Tyler Hero or Tyler Hero and Duncan Robinson. All of those players have money beyond this year. Mm. which is what Washington does not want. They do not want to encumber themselves. When you're getting out of the $50 million contract a year for the next four years, you want clean slate. Mm -hmm. So the money obviously is going to be a big driver on who gets it and for what price. All of these players All of these players. What do you get? Let's assume they figure out a way to make it work financially where you're not paying $30 million. What are you getting for him as a player at this point in his career? I am like, a Chris how, Paul. How much of a difference maker evangelist. is he? I'm somebody who believes in him. I think he is. Still? Like what you, yeah, I do. I don't think he can give I you a whole too, season. I don't think he can give you a whole season of of that level play. But to, to me, could you that mock is, ball him until you get past yeah, the first of the year and that's then try to do. go for it there? I mean, I love the idea of Chris Paul as a Laker. It's a fun full circle kind of thing. After what happened in 2011, basketball reasons. That's kind of fun. Um, there would actually be some basketball reasons to bring him back. He's enough of that guy. He doesn't have to be the best player on the team anymore. He can be the fourth best player. Mm-hmm. He can be, like, if you get him on a vet minimum, he can play that Rajon Rondo role like they did in the bubble. Like, he's, he's, he's going he to be an elite distributor. He's going to be an elite organizer. Guy. Yeah. And I want to say role, role might be a shooter. step too far. So here's the, I mean, and I'm totally speculating here, but here's, here's what I would envision if he came to the Lakers. I think he would start. Yes. I think he would play 
maybe 20 to 25 minutes a game, whoever the other point guard is, whether it be Dennis Schroeder or somebody else, they Can go out and keep D'Angelo and get Paul no. as well? Uh, I, I think D'Angelo would be out of the picture if this okay. happened. I, I'm, Momo, you agree? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, But I think you're not asking Chris Paul to play 35 minutes a game. I think you're, you're starting him. Uh, when the Lakers won the first of the Shaq and Kobe three-peat years – A.C. Green was on that team, mm-hmm. and A.C. Green started. He played 15 to 20 minutes a game. He was a veteran yep. presence on that team, and they loved having him around, and he played a vital role in the locker room, and yet that was it. He pretty much played the first five minutes. and then, So this is why the price matters so much. Right. Because if, 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 if I don't what, want him for $30 million. I only want him for that. what you is what you were bringing him in for, yeah. it cannot be at a it's high it's price. Because it's $30 million that's not going elsewhere. Right, if that thirty million is on your books, that's a good point. It's not going to another player. Whereas, but now all of this said, I think the Clippers are more likely for him than the Lakers because they need a point guard more than the Lakers do. And they just, you think they're over Westbrook? Well, they can have both. I mean, they, you know, I know I that's, if that's they don't weird, have to give him the thirty million, you mean they can have both? I don't think they need to give him thirty million. I think they go to a buyout. I okay, think, you know, but if they me, go like, to a buyout, need to. why would you have Russ and Chris Paul on the same team? You don't need to, but just for options, yeah. for optionality, right? Like it's literally okay. You have two older guys. Chris Paul. plays all the time. I, my sense different. of it is, and I'm just speculating here. My sense is that if they, if the Clippers were able to acquire Chris Paul, then Russ is going somewhere else. Yeah, that makes sense. To Can me. I just ask yeah. you guys because I know we're almost done here? Do you guys like the Beal to the Suns? Yeah. We're going to talk about this. The yeah. Suns. <laughs> yeah. The Suns. Yeah. I mean, it makes them better for sure, but. The Suns are are going for it. Yeah. Let me just yes. put it that way. Yeah. Does this not smack of a new owner's like do it, do it, do it, yeah. do I it, feel do like, it, do I it. I feel like the Suns have do- now done two trades where the new they they've taken I don't want to say taken advantage of the new owner, but in terms of what they gave up for Kevin Durant and what they you know what what they're doing here with Bradley Beal, like, taking on the contract. Yeah. I, look, I I like guys that go for it. I like guys that come in with a head of steam. If I just think in this, if this was the old CBA, I'd be totally fine with it. But I'm telling you, this new CBA sucks. Mm. It right, just but sucks. It, it, it's really next year when it kicks yeah, in. Yeah, but right? it's starting so the penalties beyond a certain threshold. Right, you're talking but about. they're going for it. Like Ramona said, we might have to do a third apron for them. Yeah, we're know? we're going for it this year. They're putting all their eight chips yeah. in the middle. They got for 160 it. committed this to those four year. Yeah, it's going to hurt their depth for sure. You got four guys against five. I mean, who who are the next guys off of the bench? I mean, they don't. They have just have to resign guys. every single role player they have because they Which can't. Which wasn't them. much at the end of last Jock year. Jock Landale. Either. Yeah, he was actually good. Campaign, Landale was yeah. good. Yeah. Um, and Campaign was hurt, but he's good. Yeah, he's too. okay. You know, I, mean, I think it's. I like it for them because I think he's an upgrade over Chris Paul. I think he Bradley Beal to me is a really underrated player. He's got a good skill set. He's going to create a ton of space for them. Like they're going to be a really tough team to defend. But the team that just won it has the best center in the league. Mm-hmm. Has a dominant center. You haven't solved for that, and they're in your conference. They also won by having really good complementary pieces and depth. So did we learn anything from guys that, that know their role? The whole <laughs> right. Thing. Yeah. right. Did we right. learn anything from the well, Denver that's Nuggets? Was, that's what I was telling out. Like, there's teams that make a whole bunch of sense, and then there are teams that have a bunch of players whose names yeah. you recognize and right. are good players that don't make a ton of sense. Your Cardinal gave up a four-run lead. 
Momo. What? They were ahead four to nothing, and they gave all four of those runs back. So we lost, uh, or are we still in it, it? It's still the game's still being played. Last I saw, four four or four four. But uh, let's see. Yeah. All right. Four, I mean, four, I mean college baseball's six. like that. Yeah. College baseball is like every game is, is like 10 to 12 or something. <laughs> <laughs> not, not anymore. Not anymore. Super Crosstalk is brought to you by In-N-Out Burger. In-N-Out. That's what I have. 